Boston Sports Syndicate. Hi everyone, welcome back. Boston Sports Syndicate Podcast. Bill Travers here. Pinch hitting for Michael, who's away on vacation. But with me, I have Matt DeRosha. Matt, how are you? Good, good, good. It's good to be here once again. Matt is one of the writers on our website. He does Red Sox stories. He'll do fantasy baseball. He'll do uh, NCAA football, basketball. Dabbled a little in the Celtics, you know. Yeah, a little bit on the Celtics. uh, And he also pinch hits on the podcast. So, Matt, I think you're our Brock Holt. Ah, Brocktober. Mr. Brocktober. I am Mr. (laughs) Brocktober. Now that you put it like that, uh, maybe – was I pro or, or con Brock Holt last year? I can't remember. I think you were con. I think I was the only pro Brock Holt. Well, guy. I've switched. I'm pro now. Because if right. I'm going to be the Brock Holt here, I'm, I'm pro Brock Holt. Everybody needs a Brock Holt. Yeah, you got to be able to you know, play multiple positions. That's how right. you stay active on the That's roster. It. That's it. Be value to the team. Yeah, wherever I'm needed. You like know, I'm it. Batman. Whatever, uh, what are like they, what's it. the same? I'm Batman. Whatever the city needs. <laughs> <laughs> not, not what we deserve. <laughs> He's the hero we need. Yeah. Or it's the other way around. I can never keep that straight. So, uh, since we last met... Um, Stanley Cup Finals have started. Mm-hmm. Um, Red Sox finished their series with the Astros and then had a series with the Indians. So yep. we're going to get into all of that. Uh, but first, Matt, do you have any quick thoughts? I do. I have one quick thought. And it's because uh, my opinion's actually changed recently. On Brock Holt? Uh, well, Brock Holt, that's one. So I <laughs> guess I one. have two. I, I really two. have two. All right, all right. So the minor one was Brock Holt. The other one is the Nets in baseball. I was very much... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, After what I, happened to the little girl in yes, uh, Houston. So, right. When something like yep. that happens, it makes you re- really reevaluate your opinions. And then, obviously, people call in certain radio stations. They give their opinions. So you get all this information. I was against the Nets. I had been going uh, – you know, my family is much like the Travers family. We've been, we're baseball. We've been going to games. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you taught your boys the same thing my dad taught me. When you're at the game, you're at a game. Pay attention. Pay attention. Right. Head on a swivel. And – when I go to games and I am very much paying attention to the game and making sure that I'm following along and not falling asleep out there, but the game is changing and I'm starting to think that the nets are a good thing because first off cell phones back then there wasn't cell phones. So people aren't checking their cell phones as much as they are now. And just the way baseball itself is being played, guys are gripping it and ripping it. Pitchers are throwing a lot of hard stuff, a lot of hard sliders, cutters, and so you're getting way more. I think I heard on the radio 14,000 more foul balls a year uh, in comparison to 1998. So And the parks are smaller than they used to be, too. Right. A lot less foul ground, so the fans are up closer. Yeah, they keep bringing the fans in closer for the experience, and I just think it is time to put <laughs> to it. sell more tickets. That, so <laughs> they need more seats. They get more people out there. But you don't want to lose that fun of bringing your kids to the game and have to worry about them getting a, a, a 110 mile pro fa- uh, foul ball because I mean I, I saw something they showed online uh, Joey Gallo power hitter for the Rangers hit an absolute missile at uh, in, in d- into the shift which ricocheted off the, the glove of a major league shortstop you threw a Doc Emmerich word in there ricochet a ricochet love that word and he couldn't and it was just like one of those things where you realize yeah I, you know I play baseball I fancy myself as coordinated doesn't mean I'm going to catch that ball. Right. Doesn't mean I can save the kid next to me or, or one day my own kids. So I think it's just best to put the nets up. I've sat, you know, 
I didn't pay for these seats, but I crept up in the rain in the rainy game to sit behind those nets. They're not too bad. They don't ruin the experience like some say. Put up the nets. What happened in, in, in Houston just doesn't have to happen anymore. No, I agree with you. And and like you, I was the other way, too. I, I didn't think you needed them. I thought people just needed to pay attention. But, you know, it only takes a split second where, where you can be distracted and the ball can be hit. So, right. And, you know, you've had them in hockey for years behind the net. Mm-hmm. Nobody seems to complain about that. So right. In the Korean leagues, uh, they have nets all the way up to the foul pole. Mm-hmm. And th- though if you've seen those games, those fans are crazy. Yeah. So I, 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 I'm pro-net. So – Today you've learned I've changed. I'm now pro Brock Holt, right. pro net. People, people grow. Yep, you, you know, change. You change your opinion. We're, as, we're not as you get older. Cold. Yeah, we don't sit in our in our in our th- in our thoughts here at the syndicate. You know, we grow. We sit in the syndicate, but yeah, we, we are pay in attention. Yeah, we're in the syndicate. <laughs> so uh, why don't we start um, with the Patriots? Patriots. So not not too much happening with them. Uh, last week, Michael and I talked about. Tom Brady not going to OTAs and how much we really didn't care about it. Mm-hmm. You know, he was working out at home. Um, Giselle was cooking tofu out on the grill for the boys. Mm. Um, so just wondering if you had any thoughts on that. That kid, Harry, looks like a beast. He is a big boy. He's a big kid. And I, whoever took those pictures, can you take some pictures of me in the backyard? Because that guy <laughs> looks humongous. I don't and think it was just the camera and the yeah, photographer, probably. Matt. No offense. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? It, it, yeah, it's probably true. I'm not uh, 6'2 and 230 pounds. <laughs> well, maybe I am 230 pounds, but not the 6'2. <laughs> but, you know, they, I'm glad that he had him out there. That's always been the concern with Brady. He doesn't take in the rookies like he should. He's, he's obviously taking in Harry. And I th- I'm happy that he's doing it. I'm like you guys. I don't really care that he didn't go to OTAs last year. Did I care? I can't really remember. But. I don't. I don't know. It, I think everybody cared last year. We thought it was a big deal, especially where they, you know, they had some new receivers in, and you wanted a Brady to get in sync with them, and I, and I think it, they did pay the price for that through most of the year. It's just oh, where it all ended up okay, and they won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Now this year we're like, yeah, it worked, right? Because that was the first year Brady didn't show up to OTA, so it was yeah. like this big yeah. outlier to his career. This is the second. If he's working, he's working. He's running around in the sand with helmets on and shoulder pads, getting uh. Getting ready, so I'm I'm okay with it. It looks good, and I'm glad that Edelman's out there because I really think that he's he's kind of as he goes, the receiving core goes. Any thoughts on Edelman's contract ex- extension? Keep him around till he retires. That's fine. the 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 cap is so it's such a fugazi. You can f- move things around and manipulate it as you will. Just keep him around. Keep him happy. I'm okay with it. Do you think they did any of that to keep Tom to to get him to sign an extension? I don't think it hurts. You know, Have I don't know. If it, yeah, exactly. I don't know if it's a if it's you know I don't know if it's a hundred percent, but it, it it doesn't hurt to keep him around, and it just shows good faith to his guys. Why not? So uh, Ben Watson mm-hmm. got popped for PEDs. So so he was at the house hanging out with Edelman. Did Edelman? I mean, I, oh, I, I, well, we we don't want to go there. We, we go don't there. we don't have any sources <laughs> on that. But uh, so they're going to be missing him again. Does anybody really care? No, no, no. They. They've they've taken the shotgun approach to this receiving core, just bringing in a bunch of bodies. Yeah. Blast what you can against the wall and see what sticks. See what sticks. You never know what happens. They have. I personally, I like I, I like Safarian Jenkins more than Watson. Watson just has a familiarity with the team, but I don't. I, I'm I'm not that big a deal. And this might be a hot take. I'm not gonna say this is going to happen, but I wouldn't be shocked if Gronk comes back. Ooh, I wouldn't. Way to go out on a limb. I I I, I know people <laughs> say I just feel like I you, think we all want that to happen. Yeah, they keep and. You know what? You are shockingly refreshed when you don't have an off-season workout routine. All of a sudden, August comes around. And it's like, 
maybe I could do this one more year. Yeah. You know, when you're not beat up and tired and having to do all this stuff in the, o- in the OTAs and off-season workouts, you show up in September, you're like, mm, I could do it one more time. <laughs> you would think you'd have to. I mean, when you've been doing something like that your whole life. Right. You know, and now all of a sudden training camp comes around and you're, well, I don't know, if you're still at the beach not going to training camp, <laughs> maybe it's not such a bad deal after all, especially when you're only 30. Yeah, he's he's young. I yeah. He could get the bug. He could come back. And it, Watson's suspension, I think uh, it, it leaves them open. They don't have to even reinstate him after the suspension if they don't want to. Maybe they're getting good play from someone else. Or they just bring him back and it's just business as usual like last year. If they do bring him back, I think it'd be something like you won't see him till after Thanksgiving. Yeah, why can't yeah, why wheel him out there? Drive. Exactly. That's a good point. What why he's older, he was actually retired and they pulled him out of retirement. Watson so, was. You're Watson. Yeah. So it, it, keep him fresh. Oh, I was talking about Gronk not coming back till after oh. Thanksgiving. Well, yeah, that that's probably the smarter move. If he wants to come back, yeah. You let him work out start his off season in September, then you're right, bring him out after Thanksgiving, keep him ready for the playoffs. Anything more on the Patriots? No, no, uh, I actually do not like talking much football it, during baseball season. It's been quiet. It's been quiet. Very quiet. So how about the Celtics? Do you have any thoughts uh, since uh, I think you were last on the podcast? Were they eliminated from the playoffs when uh, you were on a couple of weeks ago? I th- no, they were still in they it. They were still in it, but they I were. Because I was watching the game while I was away. Right. Yeah. They were still in it, but they it, they had already, the writing was already on the wall for that team. and. They didn't get, they didn't have it all year. They just couldn't find it all year. They had no continuity all season long. Couple flashes where we got encouraged. Mm-hmm. We thought they were going to make winning a run. Streaks, right? And with with a team like that, a f- a small winning streak goes a long way because you think this is when they click. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it just they never they never took that next step. And they they paid for it, and they're going to have to go into this off season. I think Irving's gone, and I don't know what they're going to do here. Maybe build on the young guys. I don't know. Well, they certainly have enough draft picks. Yes, they have. M- they can draft a whole new team, right, this year? Just about. Right. Yeah. But none, <laughs> none of the picks are good, but <laughs> they have a bunch of them. It's depth. Danny likes depth. Well, they're depth. trading chips, too. Right. Yeah, could, yeah, you could bring in some pieces. I mean, the truth of the matter is they, they're either going to have to go, the, the, you know, bring someone in from the outside, or is it time to really build around Tatum and Brown? Uh, are those guys, that's the decision that they're going to have to make this offseason. But one decision that I think they blew in retrospect, hindsight's twenty twenty, but you know we have takes here on the Syndicate podcast. Kawhi Leonard, what a miss! What a miss! Not going after him in Not, the offseason. That guy is carrying the Raptors into the finals. They won Game yeah. One. I, I mean, we were all talking about Giannis, how mm-hmm. he was the best player and the beast of the East, and yet Kawhi took him to school. Right. I mean, it's almost like how, did we forget what he did in San Antonio? What yeah. he did to LeBron when he was in San Antonio? The fact that I, the rumor at the time was what. Jalen Brown was almost a, the straight-up deal to get Kawhi. Yeah. And in retrospect, yeah, you made a mistake with that they one. Made a mistake. It, he is a free agent, so I'll give him that. Right, you know, it would have been a rental, term, basically. Sure. But in today's NBA, the, the game plan is you bring him in, and then you sweet-talk him while they're here. It worked for Paul George. Maybe it works for Kawhi Leonard. They could have done it here in Boston. Did it work for Kyrie Irving? <laughs> no, <laughs> that doesn't seem so. so but he's more of a, a prima donna. I feel like... Don't you think they're all prima donnas? They though? are all, well, to some yeah. degree. I mean, some yeah. more than others, but it's yeah. all still there. Yeah. Well, Uncle Drew has a certain Hollywood characteristic about him. Maybe that's a little foreshadowing where he's going to go. Yeah. But Kawhi seems—I was going to say—Kawhi seems more like that that hard worker that Boston likes. But even he was chirping in the offseason how he wanted to go to 
uh, the Clippers, and he wasn't going to come back and help out San Antonio because his leg hurt. And the doctor's like, your leg's not hurt. And he's like, um, yeah, he, it hurts. He did wear out his welcome in San Antonio. He did. So, uh, But w- watching him in the finals now, it's oof, it hurts. It does. It hurts. It does. Were you surprised Toronto got by Milwaukee? Yes. I was uh, After what Milwaukee had done all season and then to the Celtics in the playoffs, I thought this was their year. I thought this was going to be the, the Giannis, game, the Giannis uh, playoff run. But I guess in the NBA, you do have to shoot. Yeah. And Giannis was proven to not be able to shoot when it needs most. So I think what the Celtics need to do is they need to get bigger up front. They need to have some more talent mm-hmm. up front. Right now, they have a lot of small forwards, shooting right. guards. They live and die by the three. Oh, yeah. You need that presence underneath. They look like the Warriors light. Yes, yes, without the talent. Well, exactly. Without as much talent. Right. They don't yeah. have the Curry. They don't have the, the Clay Thompson, and they definitely don't have the Durant. Exactly. Neither does the Warriors. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. And right. it doesn't seem to hurt them. <laughs> so uh, anything else on the Celtics before we move on to uh, what's really going on in Boston sports? No, no, I think that's about it for the Celtics. All right. So seeing you have your Bruins jersey on, yes. and we're not on Facebook Live. Uh, last week was our debut on Facebook Live. Great debut, by the way. You guys were awesome. Thank you very much. Um, we'll have to have you on at well, some point. You were awesome. I'm just kidding, Mike. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I didn't have it, – it was enough for me just to learn how to record. And if you're actually hearing this, good for me. Yeah. I was actually able to record and get it uploaded. Um, the so thing looks – I mean, the, the, the computer looks like there's some sound going into yeah, it. Yeah, there, there are lines going up and down, so – yeah. That's always a good thing, whether it's a heartbeat or a recording. <laughs> um, so let's talk about the Bruins. Uh, right now, as as we're recording, mm-hmm. this is Saturday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, they play tonight in Game 3. Right now, they're tied 1-1. Uh, so the big story coming into the finals was their 11-game layoff, mm-hmm. um, which and then St. Louis had a 6-game six six, layoff. 6-game, yeah. So I, I think that kind of evened it out. I thought mm-hmm. both teams looked a little bit, maybe not sluggish, but they didn't look crisp. Mm-hmm. You know, it looked like their timing was a little bit off. Yeah, so it was a two-period hockey game that game one. Yeah, so you know, I think that kind of counter counteracted it. Um, game two, they came out flying, mm-hmm. uh, four goals in the first period, but then the Greslick hit. Right, got hit by something. Everything changed, and then you had nothing for the next two nothing. periods. I think that, and one of the commentators made this comment um, that it wouldn't hurt the Bruins initially, but come late in the third period you may find a problem. Right. You know, their defensemen are really dragging. And I think it really bit them in overtime. It did. It did. And th- that game two, looking back on it, was the the game that they they could have won. They could have kind of pulled one away, pulled the rabbit out of the hat. They had so many they chances. Had, they had the a lot of, the of chances. Period, and you right. could just see where it was going. And like you said, th- you can't go into overtime with a defenseman down like that. You get tired, have to get a lot of minutes logged in after a long season. Uh I don't know. It was just watching that game. I thought if they pulled that one out, they would have scored in overtime and got the win. It would have been huge for them. Having said that, they didn't have Grizzly for was it a full yeah, period. It and was half. towards the end of the first period. So, right. So, so they, they two didn't full have periods. Two right. full periods plus the overtime. And it took them. It took that. It took the Blues overtime to win. So that's encouraging. So it it looks like you're probably not going to have him for a while. He didn't no. even make the trip to St. Louis. Right. So he's definitely out for tonight. Um. So I mean it. By the time people hear this, the game's going to be in the books. Right. So, and then game four, I think, is Monday night. Right so, away, yeah. Monday. You know, conceivably, it could be going into game five by the time some people hear this. Right. So, are you worried? Do the Bruins, what do you think they have to do in St. Louis? That split? You think a split is good enough? I think a split is good enough. Uh, I think that, more importantly, tonight's game, which would be game three for people listening, uh, is that's the must win. That's the must win. Uh, 
Well, uh, can I you really have a must win? Yeah, I guess in a game it's not a must when you're win. tied one one. I just mean like that's the most urgent game. That's the game you want to take first because that sets the tone for game four, and it allows you to play a little bit more freely, more loose for game four. Um, but yeah, I, I, a split. I'm okay with the split because I personally think the Bruins are more talented and better than the Blues, so I think that a split in St. Louis would be just fine. Now, full disclosure, which everybody who listens to this podcast knows, I'm not a hockey guy. Neither am I. So we're kind of winging it here. Right. And, you know, I hate being one of those guys in the office because, you know, you always have that guy at work that doesn't watch all year long. Yep. And then the Patriots go to the Super Bowl, the Red Sox go to the World Series, and they're talking about it like they're experts. Right. And and I'm sure you're like me. I watch spring training games. I watch preseason football games. You know, I love the sport, and it just aggravates me that – these people probably don't know, <laughs> you know, other than Tom Brady and Julian Edelman. Right. They don't know anybody else on the team. No, and they, so I don't want to be one of those guys when it right. comes to Right. I try hockey. watching. I still yeah. don't know exactly what's happening when I'm watching, <laughs> but I do try to watch. But now, yeah, I know you're talking about the guy in the office who's like, Brady shouldn't have thrown that in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. What should he have done? Yeah. What should he have done? Yeah. Well, how'd you like his, 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 yeah, his footwork? Oh, yeah, his footwork? Okay. I don't know why they didn't run the ball. <laughs> All right, he should have caught it. Oh, oh okay, yeah. Pete that Carol. is the goal. <laughs> yeah. So I don't want to be one of those guys, but so <laughs> we got to have content. All I've heard all year long is the Bruins' top line, the Bruins' top mm-hmm. line, Bergeron, Marchand, Pasternak, how great they are. I'm still not seeing it. I'm not sorry, and they've gotten manhandled. Oh yeah, in this in this series so far, definitely. And no, they're not. They're not produ- They're not. They're the, not like drudging anything. They're not. The goals they have been getting have been empty netters. Right. They're not creating it. They're not putting in that fear to the other team. It's their third and second, their third and fourth line that's really been doing a lot of the dirty work for them throughout the whole playoffs. Really, really, yes. I mean, they've had a couple of flashes here and there, but overall, it's been a total team effort. Yeah, and of course, Tuca. Tuca's been unreal. Yeah. I mean, the Tuca haters are. What are they hating on now? I mean, he's been so good. Don't you still kind of sit there and say, uh, you know, it's like being a Red Sox fan prior to 2004. It's right. like, how's it going to happen? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, do th- is he going to be sick for game seven? Or yeah. uh, what was that year, 2015 or something? When, he was, uh, when they needed that win at the end of the year and he was like, uh, right. I'm sick. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to be a Tuca hater, but whatever. No, I mean, he's been great. you wouldn't be where you are without him. But I, I think he, they need to win it all for the, for the Tuca haters to at least shut up for definitely, a while. Definitely, definitely, because that's the Tim Thomas. The Tim Thomas praise always comes from the one cup. Yeah, you where know? where he just was playing on his mind. Yeah, he was playing like a madman in between the posts. And if you look at the the numbers comparing him and Tuca, Tuca's numbers are actually better this year. Oh yeah, he's. I mean, Tuca has been great. Which, uh, are you surprised that Krejci's not given more considering the comeback year he had this year? Again, not a hockey guy. Right. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> um, I'm not seeing much from them either. I mean, Bacchus has been has brought a physicality mm-hmm. uh, to that line. But, I mean, really, I haven't seen a lot of playmaking from them either. No. In Bacchus, I thought, well, actually, Bacchus has been good because he has the revenge quality, right? He's going against mm-hmm. his old squad. He's a playoff-proven guy. He like, has that grit. And he's been bringing it, but th- he's, it's not, it's not like cre- it's not hap- Nothing's happening from that. They're not right. scoring. They're not putting pressure on the other goalie. They're not really getting after the foot. The the pedal's not really to the ground on this one. So, anything else on the Bruins? It's tough. <laughs> it's tough without Mike because Mike is. is the one I that's mean, he'll, here. He'll he helps just, us out. He'll just keep ranting and ranting. And he I has can, the analysis. I can just sit back. I can have a cup of coffee. You yeah, know, m- maybe let him and James go at it. So, I mean, this this is a bad time for him to go on vacation. It is. I got to tell you, if, if you're listening, this was a bad choice. I hope you have you fun, Mike. You should have known better. Yeah, I hope you're on a – hope you're 
Having can you jipper, call in? Having jippers on the beach or something. Maybe he can edit in a little segment after uh, after all this. Yeah, he's. I don't know if he brought his laptop with him. He, he could he could upload a little bit. Maybe do a little uh, soliloquy. Yeah, on, <laughs> a little on, epilogue on at the yeah. end. Let we me ask you this though: Did on. you did you think that Sunquist hit was was dirty? You know, it, at full speed like that, it, it's you know it's always hard to tell. Mm-hmm. I mean, when somebody's going full speed and and you, it, same thing in football with a hit to the head. If a guy goes down and you're coming at him at, at top speed, right, you can't pull away. Right, and I mean he did kind of change his position. Grizzlick did. Uh, no, I, I don't. I don't know. I haven't been on ice skate since I was ten years old, so I don't know <laughs> how hard. It, but I imagine when you're when you're zoning someone up to push him and put him into the boards. If they change their position, it's tough, like you said, to uh, adapt to that. Yeah, I mean, I, he definitely came in with an intent to hit him hard. Mm-hmm. Whether whether he came in with an intent to hurt him, to injure him, to put him out. Right. You know, I I don't know. I mean, from what I've heard, he has never been suspended before. Right. So it's it, he doesn't have the reputation of being a goon. And the Blues, I, I didn't know the Blues. The Blues have seemed like they're kind of a dirty team in the couple first games. They've definitely been the more physical team. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's probably more the, the better word. They're more physical. Right. And I mean, look at the size of them. Oh, they're big boys. They're huge. Yeah. You know, so so they've got the Bruins on that. Michael did bring out a point to me that he wanted to make on the last podcast. Um he he said that the Blues are the one team that can make the Bruins look fast because they're not a fast team. Right. And and you have seen that, I think. A little bit. A little bit, yeah. You like to see more of Marshan. Marshan can really bring that speed, I feel like, and he's not if they're going to allow that to play up You'd like to see a little more out of Marchand, I think. Yeah, right, out of that line in general. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, to be know, play and, a little faster. Berger, you know, Marchand's not a big guy. No. He's a small guy. Uh, Bergeron's not a big guy. Mm-mm. So I think that's that's played into some of it, too, is, you know, they just haven't gotten the space to operate. Right. They need just that little bit of space to get going. Are you shocked that their power play hasn't been as dominant this round? In the, in the I have been because, man, they were clicking at the end Absolutely of the uh, Columbus series. Right. Not Columbus, um, Carolina. No, they were good at the end of the they Columbus series, too. And then it, that rolled into the Carolina season. And right. They were unbelievable in yeah. Carol- when they and played the, Carolina. And their penalty kill. Right. And this, and, and the stand- But maybe that plays to the physicality of the Blues. So they're, 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 kind of being, they're able to limit the Bruins uh, running wild on the power play. So what's your prediction for how long you think this series will go? I think, think it'll go the full seven? It's tough because I, I don't think – I wouldn't have said seven if, they didn't, if the Blues didn't steal game two. I still think that the the Bruins win it in in six. I think the the Blues take one at home because St. Louis is going to be electric. I think that's a good sports town, and they haven't mm-hmm. had a Stanley Cup appearance since 1970. 1970. So they're going to be ready to go. Yeah. So the Bruins got to be ready for that. I think that they take a game in St. Louis, but I still think the Bruins win in six. So then they they'd have to win in St. Louis. They'd, yeah, I think the Bruins will win a game in yeah. St. Louis definitely. Okay. Ready to move on to the Red Sox? To the main course. <laughs> We've had our hors d'oeuvres. Now yeah. it's time for the right, main course. Uh, exactly. We're we're two baseball guys, so yeah. We let me go put my Sox jersey on. And I think we got a lot to talk about. There. Oh yes. So um, maybe a lot of people might have missed this with the Bruins starting the Stanley Cup, but the Red Sox played a series with the Indians earlier this week. Mm-hmm. Lost two out of three. Yep. Two bad losses. Two bad losses, and their one win could have been a loss. Could have been. So. And prior to that, they uh, only won one in a yep. three-game set in Houston. And how strange is baseball? You go into that series, you've got uh, Sale pitching the first game, mm-hmm. Porcello pitching the second game, and the third game you've got Erod going up against Justin Verlander. Mm-hmm. So what do you think happens? They lose the first yeah. two, and then they beat Verlander. And then Erod outduels Verlander. Yeah. S- 
That's why I love baseball. That's a- baseball's the best. Happen. Baseball is the game of averages. Everything always comes back to what it's supposed right. to be. And if there's any game that, you know, you say you look at it on paper, well, you can just throw that paper out because right. anything can happen. So, I mean, not an impressive performance. You know, they've lost now two series to the Astros over the past mm-hmm. two weekends. So, uh, two and four against the Astros. They lose two to the Indians. Now, um, as I said, we're recording on Saturday. So, last night, they lost to the Yankees in the first game. Oh. Sale, again, a bad inning, mm-hmm. costs him. Cost him, yeah. And they score no runs for him. Nope. Um, I keep saying um. Last night's game, my, my first thought about the game was that was the exact opposite of what the Red Sox, uh, their loss to Cleveland on, I think it was Tuesday, the game Price pitched. Right. Price pitched a good game for six innings. Six innings, yep. Left with a lead. Mm-hmm. Bullpen blows it. Yep. Bullpen implodes. Frazier gave up three runs, I think. Yep. Um, Hap last night threw six. Yep. Threw a good game. Left with a lead. Yankee bullpen comes in and locks it down. That bullpen is disgusting. It's insane. You could take two guys out of their bullpen, any two. Any two. And they'd be better than right. what the Red Sox have right now, right. with the exception of maybe Barnes. Barnes has been good. Barnes but yeah, has been very good. The Yankees bullpen, Adovino, obviously Chapman, Britton. I mean, they just and keep rolling And they don't even have Patances. They don't, Patances right, and he might out. have the best stuff out of all of them. Yeah. I don't know if he has the mentality to be a closer, but hey, if you've, got, right. if you've got Chapman. Yeah, Chapman. I mean that yeah. that guy. I mean, not not one of those guys throws below uh, ninety nine miles yeah, an hour. Yeah, it's, it it's like. just nuts. It's just nuts. So I mean, the Yankees are definitely on a roll, and and they've got injuries. Um, Judge is out. Stanton's, Stanton's out. out. Mm-hmm. Um, Gregorius has been out all year. Yep. Don't forget Jacoby Ellsbury now. <laughs> <laughs> is he still have that hangnail that's bothering uh, him? Yeah, it's something or other. They just tell him, you know what, just go play in Arizona. If there we'll was ever guys. one good decision that the Red Sox made, right. it was to not re-sign him. Right. What a what a bad that contract. Sometimes the best deals are the ones you don't make. Hey, if the Red Sox are going to win on the field, we might as well talk about the one victory they have over the Yankees right now. Right. Anyway. So they're eight and a half back. Mm-hmm. As I said, we're recording on Saturday. They're eight and a half back. They obviously need to win these next two games. I thought last night was the game. Well, well, with Friday Sale going, you game. would think it would be. Right, and that sets the tone. You win that game, then you can actually start gaining some ground on them. Now you win tonight, you're basically just washing out last night's loss, and then if you win tomorrow, you only gain a game on these guys. So let's look at it from a perspective of, you know, what if. If they win the next two, then you're basically even. Mm-hmm. You, you're back at six and a half. You're still in it. Yeah. What if you lose the next two? What if you get swept? You get, If you get swept... You're looking at ten and a half games back from the Yankees. Ten and a half in the division. Right now they are tied for the second wild card spot mm-hmm. with three teams. There are three teams tied, and there are I think two or three others that are within a game or two. Right. I mean it's still early, so of a lot a lot's gonna happen. But, you know, at what point do you say are we sellers? Are we buyers? And even if you're buyers, what do you have to give up? What well, can you buy? No, you can't I mean you're the Bruffs are going to have to get crafty when it comes to buying. He, I mean, last year he did a great job bringing he in did. Evaldi. Right. Got him for, well, actually, no, Beaks he got him been, for nothing. Um, Beeks has been pretty good for Tampa. Beeks has been good. Um, but, I mean, I would rather, obviously you'd rather have Evaldi. Have Evaldi if he can pitch. Right. Well, he his bullpen went well, but we'll talk about yeah, that. Yeah, hopefully he's back soon. Um, but, I mean, if, if they end up getting swept, 
ten and a half games out. Mm-hmm. You're a third of the way into the season. So yeah, a lot can happen. And then we get into you know the kind of thing like, well, if the Yankees play 500, then the Red Sox have to play 750 ball just to right. catch them. Right, they have to catch huge you know, fire. And I haven't done the math yet, but you know at some point I will, and I'll write a story yeah. about it. <laughs> So I also let me take a second. I love your column, by the way. Thank column you. to be named letter is Thank one of my you. favorite columns on all the internet. It's Red awesome. Sox column to be named letter. We're, we're going to pump the website in a little bit, cause, of course, because Michael never uh, pumps the website. <laughs> so, we're, I mean, he'll give it a little plug, but we're really going to pump it later. Yeah, we're writers, so we, we yeah, we're going to yeah, pump up the website. To. We have to. So, um, where were we going? With we this? were talking about the buyers and sellers. Oh, right, away season. right. Yeah. So, I mean, at what point do do you and rem- what are your thoughts? The trade deadline. Oh, I love July thirty first. I love it. But you've got to decide what you, you yes. are by that point. I mean, the, the Seattle Mariners already decided. They just traded Jay Bruce. Did they really? Yeah, he just went to the Phillies. So wow. teams are already getting after it. Well, Phillies are loading up. Oh, yeah. You have to know. So, and like you said, what do they have to buy? What do they have to sell? What do they, what, Debr- what do they have to offer in a trade? They're going to have – Dabrowski's going to have to call well, – maybe he'll call – he should call me. He's got to play some fantasy <laughs> baseball. He's going to have to do – he's going to have to buy and sell on the same front if he wants to make any type of real moves. Because, like you said, what do they have to use to buy? What are they? What can they sell? Would you give up on Chavis? Would you? Uh, not, not, I don't want to say give up on Chavis, but would you offer Chavis? Because right now, I'm not impressed. If I could get like Felipe Vasquez from Pittsburgh, yep, absolutely, you give him up. I would give Chavis. Been great. He's been a great story. I'm sorry I'm about to say this, James, but he's he's coming back to earth. They found out if you throw the ball up, he can't jack it out right with that uppercut swing. He's always been kind of a one-trick pony in the minors, just kind of home runs. But that's the, the modern-day player, though. I that, mean, look, yeah. at, look at Joey Gallo. Right, but Joey Gallo, now Same he's batting 270, and he's on fire. Right. Yeah, but Chavis, I mean, if he's Joey, I don't think he's Joey Gallo either. Joey Gallo was a premier power hitter in terms of he had a great, like an 80-grade power or whatever coming up. But I, I would trade I would trade Chavis. I think they need, I mean, in an ideal world, you wouldn't trade Chavis. You would, you'd have minor leaguers. They you, just don't wanna, have any. You'd want to use, not build around him, but you would want him to be one of your Definitely. younger core players, especially if you're going to be losing bets or you're going to be losing Martinez. Mm-hmm. You need these young guys to come up through the system, which right now they don't have a lot of top prospects. And no. I know you follow the minor leagues. Yep. So, I mean, you've got uh, you've got a guy like um, Dahlbeck, mm-hmm. who I think has just started to hit. He's he, just he started off to he's still a in double start. A. Still in double A, but... Um, Devers came up from Double A. Benatendi came up True. from Double A. Not unprecedented that somebody can come up right. and help you right away. And he could provide almost the same type of thing that Chavis is if you had to move Chavis. Right. Power hitter, right-handed hit, right-handed right. bat, plays the corners. So, is there anyone else that you think they have in their system that either A, can come up and help them mm-hmm. or would be trade bait? Well, they got this kid. They they had this kid, Cases, Tristan Cases, that they took mm-hmm. in the first round. He is absolutely on fire right now in the low A, and I don't low think A you, though. Low A, and I don't yeah. think you can trade him. I really don't because I think you need eventually you have to put your foot down and you have to start building up some prospects, or you'll just you'll be, you know, just kind of. I don't know how to say this without swearing. Up the creek, <laughs> you know, with nothing to come, nothing coming up. I don't, so I don't without think you a can trade. And I like he because he's in low A. He doesn't really have that hype. He's not on the top part of the. Uh, the baseball list. I don't know what you'd actually get for him. There's also this kid Duran who's been on fire, who was a seventh round pick last year, though. But they're 19 years old. I don't. You could yeah. trade him and just go all in on what you have now. But if you're 10 and a half back, is it worth it? I think if you're 10 and a half back, it's time to bring up those kids and see 
if you can play. I mean, that's what they did with Devers a few years right. ago. And what what are they waiting on with these power arms that they have? They have some power arms in the bo- in the minors. They have Hernandez that they keep bringing up, sending them down. They have Durbin Feltman who's hit a bit of a rough patch. But so why aren't they fast tracking these guys for their for one of the their bullpen is terrible. Except the, you know they're bringing up these. Sh- the, who was there was a left hander that pitched in the game last night that I had never even heard Taylor. of. They had, Taylor. They they got him in a deal with the Diamondbacks for Marrero. Devin Marrero. So, <laughs> so Devin Marrero was what you gave up. Right. Can you imagine what you got back? Yeah, exactly. You're not getting top talent. You're not getting like top that. talent. No. It. I don't know. It's it's tough. We're playing this what if game, which is fun. You know, I love playing what if games. But <laughs> ten and a half, if they're ten and a half back, I don't know. I mean, they're, you're not gonna. You know, you know, if if they come out of this weekend ten and a half back, they're obviously not gonna ma- start making trades. No, and, no. And but you have to start then. formulating but, plans. I mean, we're into June now. Yeah, June first. We've been saying, you know, it's early. It's early. It's early. It's not early anymore. Right. You're and a third of the way into this season. We was, This is the same thing we were saying about the Celtics. It's early. It's early. Then it wasn't early. But then it, wait for the playoffs. Wait for the playoffs. And then the same thing. But in basketball, 16 teams make the playoffs. Right. You know, not that many make the it wild baseball. card game just scares the crap mm-hmm. out of me. It Especially really does. this year. There's some real talent in the American League. Yeah. I mean, all throughout. Minnesota. Right. Look at the job Rocco Baldell is doing oh, there. They've the got the best record game. in baseball right now, right. if anybody's paying attention. Yeah, he's been awesome. That team's been awesome. They have already have, what is it, over 100, over, what is it, 200? I don't know what it is. It's a ton of home runs. Yeah. They have hit a home run after home run after home run. Uh, they You have other teams that are sneaky. Like, I don't, would you want to have to play the A's in a one-game playoff? No, I don't want to play anybody in a one-game playoff. Right. I don't care who it is. Especially with the opener, the way that they're manipulating bullpens now. You can lose a game. And with the bullpen that you have? Right. Would you trust this bullpen going into going into the the eighth or ninth inning with a lead? Right. With, I don't, with I a know. one or one or two run lead? No. And Kimbrel. You know why didn't they bring Kimbrel back? Well, obviously it was money. It was had to be money. Well, they, it, it was obviously it money. money. And I think they got sour on him with the way he pitched in the playoffs last year. That's true. They I, probably I think did, he might have yeah. pitched himself but out. I look, mean, they just looked at it and said. He's not worth the money he wants. I, 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 his his deadline actually is this weekend. He can start signing because the draft pick compensation goes, goes away, away at midnight right. over the weekend. I don't know if it's tonight or tomorrow night. I think it's tomorrow night, right? goes into June 3rd. I know it's coming day. up. I don't know exactly it, yeah, what day so it is. Yeah, so if he signs a one-year deal, a two-year deal, like the Sox couldn't have worked that out with them. What scares me more is I've heard the Rays are interested in him. The Rays are. Uh, the teams you will be competing with are in on him. And that's a team that I said right at the start they won't keep it up, but. They're keeping it they up. They are. They're doing they well. Are. I mean, they have good. They play good baseball. They do. They do. They play the game the right way. I mean, their their stadium is awful. Oh. Did you see that ball yesterday? No. Just a little sidebar. Uh, I think it was Miguel Sano for the Twins hits a ball that I he was pimping it. He thought it was gone. The left fielder runs to the runs to the outfield wall. He's getting ready to maybe take a shot at jump up and rub it. Is this that low wall in the corner by the yep, by the foul yep, ball? Right by that low yeah, wall. Yeah, where Ben Attendee reached over and yep, caught that ball yep. a couple years ago. Well, nothing like that happened here. Turns it out hit one of the catwalks. Yep, and it was caught by the shortstop. Wow, four and out. And the fact that it's in play. It's in play. What are we playing? That's ridiculous. Ball? Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, Bill, we're playing in your. <laughs> the trees foul, but the pool's fair. But if it's foul in the pool, you can dive and catch it. Yeah. What is this? Well, I mean, Devers hit one in Houston over the weekend. Yep. That was going to be long gone mm-hmm. and hit one of the girders up there and, and came back down. What are we doing? I mean, that's a, that's a side tangent. But, yeah, the the Rays are good. The Twins are good. The Angels aren't playing bad right now. The White Sox aren't playing bad right no, now. No, the White They've got the same record as the Indians. Yeah, and the Indians, they can, with that pitching, they could always turn it around. Right. The Yankees are playing unreal, and they should only get better when they get healthy. I don't – it's – 
I don't want to say it's over because it's not. It's never over in June. But you also have to start worrying if they leave this series ten behind 10.5. They've got to start playing with a sense of urgency. Nunez getting picked off last night by um, Sanchez off a Great second. throw. As a, for, as a former catcher, great throw. Let but me ask you, can't you yeah, do I, that. I wanted to ask you this. Now, now, I think Sanchez is a butcher behind the plate. He Awful. has a howitzer for an arm. Yes. I have never seen a catcher. Have you ever noticed this? He'll flinch when somebody hits the ball. Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen that from a catcher? Uh, not from, I mean, I I've mean, seen as, from nine-year-olds. As badly as he flinches. Yeah. I mean, that's a sp- that that's a first baseman playing catcher right there, I think. But Or DH. Or DH. Yeah, I, his arm is the only thing that's keeping him catching, I think. Yeah, and uh, even that throw yesterday, it was, bu- it was on the opposite side of the bag. It was a great tag by Torres. But the point really is, I think we're trying to make, is Nunez, what are you doing? He fell asleep out there. You can't do that. This is what this, you can't sleepwalk this far into the season. I the one thing I will say about the Sox that's different from the Celtics is I don't think they have a continuity problem. I don't think that they have a behavioral problem. I think that they're like they're not rebelling against the coach that maybe was rumored for the Celtics. But you can't sleepwalk, and you cannot rely on the ball bouncing your way every game because it's just not going to work. And I think that's what you're seeing. Last year, the ball bounced their way. Every time. Every single time, yep. every which way. This year, it may be going a little on the unlucky side. That that's baseball. Like we said, it's a game, game of averages. Game it right. always cut it. Water always levels off in baseball. Now we, when we were talking about the Celtics, I wanted to ask you this, and it it, it ties into the Red Sox too, with Cora. Now with let's go back to the Celtics for a second. How much do you blame Brad Stevens? None, none at I all. Don't blame him at all. Mm-hmm. Okay, because well, I guess it's a uh, let me let me play both sides of the fence. I know which is awful for takes, but in that league, you have to deal with prima donnas, obviously. I just I don't like that. I don't I don't put any I I feel like he's done such a good job bringing these guys along that if a prima donna was the reason why it unraveled, that's the prima donna's fault, not the coach's fault. So you get rid of the prima donna. I get rid of the prima and donna. And I'm not saying get rid of Stevens. No. No, I mean but I, I get but I think he has to be called out for how badly. Oh yeah, done. like you have to you're the coach. You have to take the blame for it or some of the blame for it. I just think that it's t- if I was if I was Danny Ainge and I had to choose, I would choose Brad Stevens over Kyrie. So my tie into the Red Sox was, how much do we blame Cora for this start? Um, I even, I would blame him more than Stevens because in baseball, the manager, his job more than X's and O's is managing the egos, managing the day to day. You play 162, you play almost every day of the week, and you got to get your guys ready to go. You got to get your guys, you know, up for the games. You have to get up. You have to pull them back if you try. If you you know if you're trying to keep them healthy. And I just think right now he is. I don't know this for sure. I don't talk to the man, but. It feels like he's just saying to them, we're the champs, guys. We'll get it together. And it's June 1st. That's not going to work that way. Yeah, I'm sick of hearing we've got to do better. Right. Yeah, we know that. Yeah, your we record that. shows that. Yeah. You haven't beat the Yankees in 2019. That shows. What are you waiting for? you got to get after it. Do you th- now, I Cora is, to me, very arrogant. He does have a bit o- of that. Overconfidence yes. crossing into arrogance mm-hmm. at times. And I think the team has kind of taken on that attitude. Yes. We're good. We're right. good. It'll we ha- can do this. It will this. be there at the end. Yeah. It's more like, let's get ready for October. That sense of urgency just is not there like they had last year yeah. right from the start. Right. Well, last year they, what, was 17-2 and two to start the year? Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I don't uh, want to, you know, my thoughts on last year. Right. Burn the effing book. Which they, they still haven't the done. They, they still have not burned that book. And, I don't know, it's, at one point are you just going to start playing the game and start having fun and start letting the, the wins roll? 
I don't know. It just seems like I'm afraid it's going it. to come when they're, they're buried so deep that it doesn't matter. Right, and that the best the they can do is, is a second wild card. So you're playing on the road in that one-game playoff. Right. It's t- The time's now. The time was yesterday, in my opinion. That was such a must-win game yesterday, in my opinion, for the Red Sox. You were you had lost the first two of the Yankees. You had a rain out on Thursday, so you had that extra day, and they came out. Sale pitched, in my opinion. He pitched fantasy good. He did not pitch baseball good. Because then that inning, I know – it was the double to LeMayhew and the single to Hicks, and then he gave up another home run. But you you needed to go out there and put up zeros. You know one thing that's scaring me about Sale right now is his slider. He's topping out. He's throwing it in like the 70s, mm-hmm. the high 70s. It's like a slurve this year. Yeah, and if he misses with it, he gets hammered. it's getting hammered. Yeah, and his, his velo is still not there yet. He was hitting 97 last it's, night. Yeah, in, in spurts it does get – I mean, it's yeah. obviously he, better he'll than He'll crank it up when he has to. But it's not, it's not that – he doesn't have that – that Randy Johnson-esque persona on the mound like he did last year. I mean, it just feels like he's just... He can still be filthy nasty. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But when he misses with that slider mm-hmm. and it hangs over the plate, then that's what he. That's when last night when he got into trouble yep. in that one inning, that was what the problem was. Right, and uh, obviously when I speak about Chris Sale, I'm speaking and I'm, I'm putting him on a pedestal. You know, I'm not saying that he's not good. He's obviously good. He's obviously very good. But when I, when I'm, when I talk Chris Sale, he needs to be great. He needs to be Cy Young. He needs to be that hundred million dollar contract that he just well, got. Especially when you just sign him to an extension, right? He like that. He, I hold him to a far higher standard than I do to most pitchers. You know who I think has been very good this year and has totally been under the radar is David Price. David Price has been great. He's been phenomenal. That this Trump year. card's done wonders for him. <laughs> yeah. We still don't know what that Trump. I don't even I don't know, know what, what game they're is. playing for yeah. a Trump card, but yeah, it seems to be Uno, working. For I don't him. know what that is, but it's working for him. And he's pitching good and games like. To go back to that Indian series, you can't lose that game. You're getting no. a good six strong innings off his, off from David Price after his injuries come back. That Wolverine elbow is back to healthy, and I don't know. I, I I'm starting to get more and more nervous about this team because it's not it when you lose, but it's you're fighting and you you feel that 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 urgency from a team. It's easier to think that they're gonna get back on track, but they don't have it. They just feel like they don't have that bite that they had. I think that. The game maybe has passed Dombrowski by a little bit too, because the game has changed. Like he he loaded up the team with quality starters, didn't worry about the bullpen, and mm-hmm. this has been his knock all along, all throughout Forever. his career. The game has changed so much now. Starters, if they go six now, mm-hmm. it's you know yeah they always called it a quality start. Now you you don't get more than six from a start. No, if you get seven or eight, it's a rarity. There's Never a, mind a complete. There's game. only a rare few that go deeper than six. So the game has has morphed into. More of a bullpen game. Oh, definitely. It's more of a chess game. And he did not build the bullpen. He, he, just, he was very negligent to that bullpen. Right. So a lot of the blame pie has to go to him, too. Not, ju- oh, not just score, not no. just the players. Well, to But, be again, it's the same team, basically, you had last year with the exception right. of Kimbrough. And when you have a team this good, obviously, when they're not performing, it's more than one. Uh, it's coming from more than one avenue. There's there's a lack for, of urgency from the team. Maybe that's Cora. There's a lack of paying attention on the field that's the players and the team construction wasn't wasn't necessarily maximized so that's on Dubrovsky so they just rolled the dice they just ro- well, I mean let's bring it back let's get the band back together let's get the and they didn't burn the effing book gotta burn the effing book maybe we should just go to Fenway burn a book <laughs> get them going <laughs> actually I don't know that might get us in trouble I don't want to get well I could get banned from Fenway because I really have no intention of to go there that often right you know Cost a small fortune to go watch, oh my go God. see one game. I'm much more, you know. I'm at the I'm at the age now 
I'd rather just sit on my couch and watch a game. Yep, you can flip back and forth, yep. watch other things. Yep. With Not iPads, iPads changed everything. I watch two games now, one on the TV, oh one yeah. on my iPad. Oh, yeah, the Bruins and Celtics, uh, Bruins and Red Sox playing at the same time. Yeah. It's beautiful. It is. And you, know, you don't it's, have to mortgage to your house to go to the game. It's great to live in the future. What'd uh, you feel about, uh, let's talk about Pedroia. Oh, uh, we. I was just going to there. Okay, I was just going there. The notes. I, w- I was gonna go. You know, see, I'm not the pro with the segues. You know, when we were talking about the season being over, I was gonna say, speaking of being over, Dustin Pedroia. That's better. Go with that one. Okay. I like that. Speaking of being over, mm-hmm. Dustin Pedroia. Dustin Pedroia. That press conference had the feel of a retirement press conference. I'm not glad. It was a little heartbreaking. I love it Pedroia. Is. It is. And you know what else is heartbreaking? The way people are just saying, ah, he should quit. He's done. Right. I mean, Chavis. Chavis is here. We don't need him. Yeah. Maybe he is done, and I think he is. But this guy just, he symbolized what Boston is about. Everything about him. The way he played. Mm -hmm. Gritty, dirty, all out. Right. The type of player we love. We love. Dirt dog. His injury is because of how he played. Absolutely. He just gave you. the, what was, I can't remember the year, but there was that year he came back when he shouldn't have came back. Not this year. This is this is back when he was still could contribute. Right. And it was his thumb, I think. Right? Didn't he play all yes. year with this yes. You're weird right. yep. uh, contraption in his glove so yeah. that it it didn't kill when he caught a ground ball? It just hurt a lot. And he just he always came and he always fought. And it's just it's sad. It's it it sucks. It just I like Pedroia. I hate that it has to end this way. But much like Gronk, I'm happy that he. I'd be happy if he can just. Be happy and walk away. If he can walk. Right. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, I'd love to see him come back and be even three-quarters of the player he right. used to be. I think he could cr- contribute to the team. Yeah. But not at, you know, they're, t- he, they're talking about he had to rip up the floor in his house. Right, because it was hurt his it. knee. It was hurting his knee. They had and, to put, like, I mean, a mattress flooring or something like that so his knee wouldn't flare and up. And what is he, 35? He's not that 30, old. He's not. I especially mean, in baseball. Espe- yeah. I mean, in today's day and age, I mean— if you're having problems like that when you're 36, mm-hmm. how long do you want to live? Right. You know, you don't you, you've got another 40-plus years, maybe 50 years, that right. you're going to have to deal with this kind of stuff. And he was there. I mean, he Pedroia, like you said, he, symbol, he was a symbol of getting after it, working hard, yeah. you know, not being given all the physical tools, but maximizing every ounce that you can. To see him at a, at a podium, you know, like you said, basically giving a retirement and the fact that they had Cora and Dombrowski there. Right. It looked like a signing. Yeah. Like it had everyone there. It was like in the I hate that it also didn't retire because it's Yeah. It was almost like a I'm super hurt conference. I, it was I weird. think I think they have to move on as though yeah. he has retired. Right. You know, they can't say, you know, keep doing these stopgap measures, you know, Chavis, Holt, bringing in somebody like an Ian Kinsler. Mm-hmm. You've got to start planning for the future because even if he can come back this year, how much more could he have left? And he's not going to be an everyday regular second baseman even if he can come back. No, he's a utility guy a couple days a week. He's but a utility he, guy that can play one position. Right, which is you know, right. what else? He's you, not you a You can't hole. throw him at first. No. no maybe, <laughs> maybe you could DH him. You can't throw him at first. Yeah, five, five foot eight doesn't <laughs> work at first base. Good at scooping balls out of the dirt. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, he'd knock it down. But yeah. I don't know. It's it's sad. I'm I'm, I'm sad to see him go out like this. I'm sad to see him not, you know, retire, walk into the sunset. He's kind of being pushed out, it feels like, because of his injury and because of Chavis and because of... I don't really think Chavis is pushing him out. No. No, I mean, Chavis, like you said, it's been a good story, but I don't think anybody thinks he's the long-term solution at second base. 
Speaking of that, too, let's go back to Dabrowski because you brought up the trade for Ian Kinsler. You know who they gave up to get Ian Kinsler? Yeah, a stud closer. A stud. Uh, <laughs> Ty Butter. I, I, Ty Buttery. Okay, I couldn't think of his name. He but. is throwing 100 miles an hour in Anaheim. He's being their fireman guy. He's pitching an inning, two innings. Whenever you need him, he's closing out games. Exactly what this team would need exactly right now. Exactly what this team But needs. he wasn't on anybody's radar in Pawtucket. Oh, not at Nobody all. Nobody was no. talking about him. No, you can't really blame them as necessarily, but it is one of those things like you could have not had Ian Kinsler. And Somebody kept on the Angels scouted very well, very well when they made that trade. Yeah, absolutely. And that there was a there was another small trade that he made, and the, the guy's pitching well somewhere else. But I, I it's eluding me now. There was another trade he made, and um, the guy's hitting the crap out of the ball. Oh yeah, Travis Shaw. Oh, Travis Shaw. Yeah, well, yeah. He's which, having his own is issues right now. Which is why Thornburg is still on this team, I think. Uh, that I've done this. I, I'm I'm guilty as charged playing fantasy. When you make a trade, you hold on a little too long. The Thornburg experiment, man. Wow. Yeah. Well, can he throw his glove at the backstop and hurt his elbow? Like, that was Carson shoulder? Smith. That's what I'm saying. Can he do that too so he can just get, get kind of whisked away? Isn't Carson Smith still somewhere in the organization? He is, yeah. Where is he? Um, I think he's... Did, uh, he, did he go extended spring training? Yeah, he's wor- he's wherever they put the Hurt guys. The bag of the Hurt, hurt Locker. The Hurt Locker. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's in Singlade, a.k.a. the Hurt Locker. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. It's... The, I don't. The Red Sox, much like you, it's my favorite team in Boston. It's what I follow the most, and I just don't like feeling like they're not the team that I love to watch. It's always a horrible summer when the Red Sox aren't in it. It is a horrible summer, right? Because now we're just what are we gonna wait for the Red? We're gonna wait for the Patriots. Yeah. You know the Bruins are done. At most, they have five more games. At right. most. Right. And then we'll, the Celtics are done. We're gonna have to watch the. You know, maybe we can watch the draft. The Celtics draft when they draft their 80 guys from Europe. <laughs> you ready for that? All those Europeans coming in because that's what you get at the back end of a draft. You know, and I watch a little bit of college basketball, but for some reason I can never remember who the best players are. I mean, you got that one guy like Zion mm-hmm. Williamson, you know, that everybody knows. But after, and it's the same thing with the NFL draft. I, I watch college football even more than I watch college, bas- college basketball. And I don't remember any of these guys when they come no. out. It just it's what, what have you done for me lately? You see them go to the pros if they're not good. You're like, were they good in college? I can't remember. But you get so hyped up for the draft, and right, and and then I love drafts. No, they are fun. They are a lot of fun. Baseball draft coming Monday. up. Monday. I mean, that's yeah, that's you don't you know you haven't seen any of these guys. Right. Spe- I do have one quick story. Last night, so the number one projected number one pick is this catcher from Oregon State. His name's Adley Rushman or Rauschman. switch hitting catcher, stud. Absolute stud. Batting 420, 17 bombs. He was the College World Series MVP last year as everything you want. Last night, they intentionally walked him with the bases loaded with a 3-1 wow. lead. That is respect. Respect. This, uh, they have, a, the, obviously, the camera on the kid. He's taking his warm-up hacks, and then the catcher walks out, and he looks back at the umpire, and I'm pretty sure he said, what the F? Like, like <laughs> what is going on here? You're going to wa- you're gonna intentionally walk me? That was the second time they intentionally walked him in that game, and this time the bases were loaded. That's like Barry Bonds kind of stuff. That's a Barry Bonds you, type you of thing. You don't see guys get intentionally walking no, the bases wild. loaded. You know what's a shame? He's going to go to Baltimore. Yeah. Boo. Michael uh, brought this up last week. People talking about how the draft is not fair. I remember that. I'm, what what, are, you, what are your that? thoughts on that? That is, I mean, is is that not the most 2019 statement oh you've ever heard? I, you know, I don't want to throw millennials under the bus because, you know, you are one. I am. I found you that know. out recently. I thought that was the younger guys because I'm 31, so I thought I was past that. I'm very <laughs> much a millennial, and I don't like that. 
You didn't play in the Everybody Gets a Trophy era. I didn't, no. no. That, that, I was ta- that probably came a little bit after it you did. were done. Yeah. I had first place trophies. We were actually, uh, I was driving by uh, elementary school the other day on Field Day. Remember Field Day? Mm-hmm. I used to love yeah. Field Day because that was when like the, the quote-unquote jock kids got it to go out and run around wild and win mm-hmm. trophies and get these medals. Now it's probably all the same color ribbon. You just, yeah. you, you tried. You want to be fair. And that is exactly the mentality that I, I feel like I'm hearing when someone says the draft isn't fair. Why isn't the draft fair? What? How? You get, you get drafted because, it's it's part of the game. You got drafted in Little League. You got drafted when you were up the Pony League. You get you know you always get drafted. Uh, to say that these guys should be able to pick where they go. I got news for you. I grew up in a generation where if you weren't good enough, guess what? You're not on the team. You got cut. Yeah. Yeah. You don't play. And that's and good you to know. know. What? The generation before me, they got drafted into the army. Into the- <laughs> Talk about not being fair. And everyone did get drafted. All right, right, we're going to pluck you now, and we're going to send you overseas, and you may die. Yeah, and that's the breaks. But getting drafted to a basketball team or a football team and getting paid millions of dollars is not fair. It's not fair. Yeah. And I thought what was funny that kind of sparked this was Zion going to New Orleans. Have you ever been to New Orleans? I've never been to New Orleans. I actually went there this past January. Beautiful. Yeah. Love New Orleans. If I would rather go to New Orleans than New York. Or Toronto or Minnesota. How would you like to be in Minnesota for the winter? right. Oh, you're gonna go to the Timberwolves? Great. Mm. Go to what's wrong? Just because it's not a basketball city, you know what could be a basketball city when you make it a basketball. When city. you Start win, winning. When you win, the Rays come out uh, when they make the playoffs. And not not until then, though. I mean, I think the other day they had a 2,000 seat arena. They had one of the worst uh, ticket sales in the history of baseball. Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Yeah. But we already talked about why. I mean, it's that stadium. I think it's just I, who wants to go indoors when you're in Florida. Right. That's that's very true, and I, I I've never been to the area, but I heard there's like a one bridge, highway to get to the stadium. Yeah, that's always it's, it's crazy traffic, yeah. and they don't like it. So whatever, move it out of there. But that's a topic for another podcast. You know what's funny is that was the threat for so many teams. They were going to move there before the Rays got the expansion mm-hmm. team. That was the threat for the White Sox um, when Montreal was Moved was still playing. Yeah, we're going to move to Tampa. We're going to move to Tampa. That, really? that was the hotbed. Okay, and that's how they ended up getting new stadiums. That's oh, when, those, the, that's the, those, when yeah. uh, the new Comiskey was yep. built, and uh, there were a couple other teams. Same thing. You know, that was the big threat. That's I, I'm surprised to hear that. Chicago was going to relocate to yeah, Tampa that, Bay. That was a threat that they made. Wow. You know, whether whether it was ever valid or not, I don't know. But that, Still, yeah. that was a threat, that was, and that was a viable location for right. somebody to go. Yeah, and <laughs> now you put it at the trop. Uh, oh. Real quick, um, also the same day that Pedroia had his press conference, we found out that Bill Buckner passed oh. away. Um, and... I wrote an article about it. I just think what, you know, he was blamed for all that for so long. Mm-hmm. And I lived through it. I watched that game live, game uh, game six mm-hmm. in 86. What a lot of people forget is that score was tied mm-hmm. when that ball went through his legs. Yeah, the game was already blown. They had already blown the game. Bob Stanley, Rich Edmond. I and I'll never remember to this day whether it was a pass ball or a wild pitch. Whichever it was, it should have been caught. That's what blew the game. Right. But yet, Buckner is the one who's had to suffer all these years. He was one that they, he was, he the, was scapegoat. the scapegoat. Yeah. It was awful. And it's just, I, uh, you a know. Sad, sad story. It's super sad. And I, my dad was, was, I wasn't around for the game, so my dad told me about it. They also had a guy that they brought in, like a Doug Minkavich, to get him out of the game. Yes. And they didn't do that. Dave Stapleton. Right. Dave Stapleton. And they didn't yes. do that. The, man- so that's the manager, on the manager at the time, John McNamara, thought that. You know, Buckner's career, he deserved to be out there right. for the final out. Which might have been true with a three-run lead. Once it starts dwindling, you could still make a change mid-inning. Right. 
And after that, and they still had a game seven, right? There was a game that seven. That they were winning yes. 3-0 in that game Yeah, that wasn't the like final that. game, right. And they blew that as well. And then uh, it's yes. one of those things that you hate to see somebody have to move away because to, of a to sport. To get away from it, right. To get away from people who... And he had a great career. Maybe not a Hall of Fame career. No, he had a good career. But he had over 2,700 hits. Mm-hmm. 289 average, which it, I think at the end of his career dropped down. He was a pretty much a career 300 hitter until right, the end. Right, the last few years brought him down. And I forget, less than 400 strikeouts mm-hmm. in 20-something right. years of playing. Old or school just baseball. over 400. Yeah, the game has totally changed. It's, fu- it's funny because... Uh, and a good defensive outfielder, too, right. in his day. Yeah, he was, good, he was a good athlete. And uh, Mike and I, we play a video game, MLB The Show, right? And uh, this year, they've emphasized contact. Last year, it was power. It's contact now. After watching a lot of his highlights and seeing his career stats, Bill Buck can be a great card in MLB The Show. <laughs> great card. I'd love to get that card. You can do the old players like that. You yeah oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah. They'll have I I know less about video games than I do about oh. hockey. Oh these this game is great. You can have they'll do single like breakout cards. So it'll be like a certain season of a player. Oh okay. So you can have multiple iterations of a player. It's a great. It's I, I nice know years game. and years and years ago when I used to play video games, yeah. you could like pick a whole team from the past. The legends, yeah, yeah, yeah not just fun. in you know football or whatever. Right. You know, right. I'd always want to be the '86 Celtics. Oh yeah, who wouldn't? <laughs> who wouldn't? That was a great team. And you know what? Also, made me it made me think when the when when Buckner passed and all this stuff got brought back up was that kid from Chicago, Steve Bartman. Bartman, that was awful. The, did he you, die? No, no, he did not yet. <laughs> a lot of people wished he would die. He, they wished he died. He's I think he's only like in his forties or whatever. But he had to go into hiding. And th- and I was watching. What people don't realize, Moises Alou would have had to have made a half a percent catch to make that catch. Oh yeah, that, he didn't push Alou was, out of the way. That to wasn't get the a guaranteed ball. catch. You're right. He caught. He did what everyone would have done, which is catch a ball that's right to you, that's three feet into the stands. So the Red Sox brought Buckner back to throw out the pitch mm-hmm. on opening day after they won their second World Series yes, in 2007. Yep. Do you think Chicago, if they win another one, they bring Bartman back to throw out the first pitch? They should. They tried this year, and he refused. Really? Mm-hmm. He told them all to kick rocks. <laughs> Good for Th- him. This year they wanted this, to bring him back? Well, uh, when they won it in, what was it, 2016, 2016? When they won, yeah. when they ended their drought, uh, it was fifteen because the Astros won in sixteen. No, oh. no, no, you're right, sixteen. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, so, you're right. So when they won in sixteen, they wanted to bring him back out to to kind of parade him around, and he refused. And good for you. Yeah. He no one deserves that. It's a game. It's just right. when and, and this whole thing was brought back up when Buckner passed because, you know, every they talked about his career and you know the 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 play and it's what stinks too about Buckner is it's the aesthetic. The look. It was mm-hmm. a little league ground ball. Yeah. It wasn't a hard hit ball. He kind of like stumbled around it. So it's easy to make him the scapegoat. But like you said, it, it's sad and it wasn't his fault. Right. It was a lot of other things that went into that game. Hopefully he rests in peace. R.I.P. Bill. Um, also, it was a great episode. Have you ever watched Curb Your Enthusiasm? I have seen it, yes. That's a great yes. episode with him. Yeah. Great episode. You know the old joke, um, and I probably shouldn't tell it, but I will anyway. Buckner tried to kill himself after the 86 World Series. Oh. He jumped in front of a bus and went through his legs. <laughs> I'm sorry. The don't. boss isn't here. We can play. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else on the Red Sox, Matt? Uh, by the time you guys hear this, you would already you probably already know the outcome of the weekend series, but this is a huge weekend series. Like you said, they, they really have to win these two next two games. And not only win, they have to play good. They got to get the ball rolling. They got to get the... I, they got to get everyone in line. I, I feel like when Mookie does something, J.D. doesn't do something. When J.D. does something, Mookie doesn't do something. Ben Attendee's kind of here and there. Devers right now is the only guy doing it. If all of them come out these next two games, they can get it going, a little firecracker, they could save their season these next two games. What are your thoughts on the Ben Attendee leading off experiment? 
I think that is the quintessential reasons why you don't make changes to please players. You make changes to win ball games. Mm-hmm. They put him in the two hole. We talked about this. I think back when it ha- like before the season started, we talked about it. Actually, when we did our fantasy baseball podcast, they put him in the two hole. I think to make him look like the uh, the superstar that other teams do. A lot of teams have their their big bat in number two. When in reality, he needs to be in the leadoff. I think I saw a stat that Benatendi's numbers leading off the game, mm-hmm. which is really the only time you lead off, right? Was something like three for forty. No, it's it's like down insanely it's pitiful bad. Almost. I mean, they're they're not even batting him leadoff against left-handers anymore. He's not even playing against pretty much given up really. That. I mean, yeah. against left-handers. I mean, he wasn't even in the lineup yesterday, right? When Hap pitched, Hap's not a fireball. Uh, no, he, wa- he wasn't. I don't know if he was. Actually, I think he let off last night. He did leave off. Oh, okay. yeah. So never mind. He wasn't supposed I, I got to go back and delete all that that I said. He, he but it, when the lineup came out Thursday, I thought Betts was back leading off. And Ben Attendee was on the bench. I, I didn't, don't know. I didn't it, see the lineup for Thursday. You know, Thursday. it's revisionist history. But, yeah, they, the whole that whole experiment's done. Betts leads off. And you know what's funny is I, uh, this is what I find funny. They put him in the leadoff because they wanted to emulate the George Springer lineup in right. Houston. Right, Cause, and, and Alex Cora was one that said this. It's demoralizing when you give up a one a home run to lead off the game. Right, or a leadoff double immediately puts you, pressure on the pitcher. You're already from the stretch. You just got the game going. You're not even in your flow of things, and you're already having to play you know, defensive pitching. And then what? Did that change? Why did that change? Yeah. And I uh, think you're seeing a big – it's kind again, of like a ripple effect the whole year. Cora's arrogance. Cora's arrogance. I He's know more. smarter than everybody else. Mm-hmm. I can do better. And I just want to – you know, Cora, when you, I know you're listening, so every <laughs> manager – of the since 2004 in their first year has won the World Series. You're not special in that regard. Has it been fr- every manager? Not every because Bobby Valentine. Well, I guess when you take oh, Bobby oh, Valentine every Red Sox manager. Every Red Sox. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Terry yeah. Francona's first year, World Series. Yep. Uh, Will Ferrell's first year. That's no wrong Will guy. Will Ferrell. <laughs> <laughs> in semi pro. That's who, actually I'd watch that movie. Uh, John Farrell's first year, Ron World Burgundy. Series. Hello, Ron Burgundy. <laughs> you stay classy, Boston. No, and then ter- and then uh, Alex Cora. So you can. It's been. Ha- it's happened before. Winning in your first year. Now it's time to. I mean, we've said it before, but we don't. We're not opposed to saying things more than once at the syndicate. Tampa Bay was a wagon, and the Red Sox need to burn that effing book. Mm-hmm. And Houston's a wagon. Houston. Oh, but that's undeniable. Houston's a wagon. a wagon. Also, if uh, side note, another. Well, we've been a lot of side notes here. This is what happens when the <laughs> boss is gone. Have you read uh, Astro Ball? No, I haven't. Great book. I have it if you want to check it out. Okay, yeah, that'd be it's, good. It's, be- it's, it's a great book. Hopefully I don't need some summer reading this year. If, if the <laughs> team drops out and I have to start reading, that's not a good thing. <laughs> that's not a good sign. <laughs> no. Making us read at the syndicate is not what we want to do. We no, want to we want to write. Let's talk about the website. Our writers on the website. Absolutely. Um, you know, we have a lot of great writers. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh We cover all the four major Boston teams. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, we're heavy into baseball, Absolutely. but we still have articles posted for football, mm-hmm. uh, occasional basketball article Absolutely. out, hockey articles, obviously, with the Bruins. Fantasy sports. Fantasy sports. Uh, we've been hitting on uh, every just about every Monday. I think we missed this last one. We did, yeah, with the Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, we've had articles on, uh, well, why don't you talk about that? The, yeah, we the like two, the two, two start pitchers, pitchers for the yeah. week. When you play fantasy baseball, you like to get the pitchers in the beginning of the week because then they pitch twice. Uh, and if the matchups are good, you want to get those. You want to get that guy in your team. So check that out. Look up. Be on the lookout for that every Monday. Uh, we'll we'll put out the two star pitcher article so you can get uh get started on the right foot for your fantasy leagues. But uh, you know, uh, come for the fantasy sports. Stay for everything else. You can also link to the podcast there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at Boston Sports S Y N. Uh, same on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And we're also on Facebook. We have a Facebook page, Boston Sports Syndicate. And just a reminder, are we done? 
Because I'm going to go into the promos at the end. Anything else you want to say, Matt? Uh, no. You stay classy, Boston. Stay classy, Boston. Uh, reminder, if you are looking to go to an event and you want to purchase your tickets on SeatGeek, you can use the promo code BSS, and you will get uh, $20 mm-hmm. off your ticket. So that's a good deal. Check that out. You won't have to mortgage your house to go to the Red Sox game if you use that I'm promo code. St- I'm still going to stay home and watch the yeah. game. But I, I believe it works for uh, concerts, concerts or, yep. or anything like that. Music, so. comedy, whatever. Yep, all good stuff. Matt, thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Uh, this went a lot better than I thought it would. Oh, we're good. We know what we're doing. We're yeah. pros. You know, I'm not a small talker, so so it's, it's yeah. hard for me to talk. Yeah, it, and Mike is, I mean, Mike, yeah, he, he, he's the in the a-hole chair for a reason. He's the a-hole, definitely. But it was good. It was a lot of fun. Thanks, Matt. Uh Okay. All right. I think that does it. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, Hopefully, Michael is back for the next one. There's an outside chance. If not, it might be me and Matt again. We'll come with part two. And hopefully by then, uh, we'll know uh, more about the Red Sox and the Bruins on their fate. So thank you all for listening. We'll catch you later. Go Bees. Music for the Boston Sports Syndicate podcast provided by IMCDM. Boston Sports Syndicate. Yes. I'm missing you back to back to back to back to back. Back to my place and I need